Welcome to Aboriginal Art in America, a podcast where each week we spend a few minutes with a work by an Indigenous Australian artist. Today we're talking to Henry Skerritt, curator of the Kluge Roo Aboriginal Art Collection. So Henry, you told me you wanted to talk about some wearable art this week, but I see that you are wearing your usual button-down and jeans, so I'm very intrigued. Well, you know, it's a small world these days, and uh, this week I got a great photograph from our friends at the Millingimby Arts Centre of the artist Manjuri Gunnambar wearing a T-shirt, which he had specially printed with his painting in our collection called Jamba Poingu Mana, right? It means the shark of the Jamba Poingu clan. It's without doubt one of the undisputable masterpieces of the collection. And they'd produce these T-shirts with this design for the funeral of a very important man whose name I can't say because he's deceased. And it showed that this painting you know, was not just a masterpiece in our collection, but something that holds really important value to the people in the community that it comes from. So can you describe the piece a little bit and the meaning behind it? Yeah, so why is this painting so important? In a way, it's a painting that's split into two parts. And in the bottom part, we see this shark, this this mana, as they, they would say in Yungamata. And this shark's name is Bulmanji. He wasn't just any old shark. He was an ancestral shark. He was a shark that was swimming around in the nothingness of the ancestral times. And Mana, Bulmanji, he's swimming around, minding his own business, when all of a sudden he's speared. He's speared by another spirit being named Muriana. And Muriana spears him with spears made from um, stingray barbs. And Mana, being not just any old shark, he doesn't, you know, turn around and swim out to sea. He burrows into the land. And in burrowing into the land, he creates this incredible riverway off the bay. And he's in his death throes. He's thrashing from side to side. And his skin is flailing up and his um, fins are falling off. And they're creating, you know, rocky islands in the bay and trees along the sides of the river. And as he's doing it, his body begins to emanate these designs. It begins to emanate these clan designs. And what Manjuri would tell you is that those clan designs remain layered in the landscape, that if he took you out there, he could show you in the sparkle of the water and the rustle of the leaves and the shimmer of the sand, he could show you that ancestral presence of mana, It's this amazing idea, right? These designs weren't made up. They weren't invented. They were laid down in the earth the very moment that it was created. What's the role of the artist then? I think it's maybe more of a medium, right? Mm -hmm. That one of the things that Mandry will tell you very strictly is that he paints those designs because he has an authority to do so. That particular design belongs to his mother's country. But if somebody else painted it, they would get into a great deal of trouble. And so in a way, what the artist is doing is channeling that knowledge, channeling that ancestral connection. And it's not a static thing, right? It doesn't mean that just because he's painting these designs that were laid down that there's no space for skill or innovation. You know, Manjuri is respected as a great artist because from his hand, 
he can channel that energy in a way that sparkles and shimmers and and shines. And there's a great level of innovation that goes into that, but it's innovation within certain boundaries. And I think people forget that conventions drive all art. You know, nobody says, well, you know, I mean... Michelangelo, he was just painting religious paintings. I mean, ethnographic, tribal, religious painter. Did a few nice ceilings. Decorative art, right? It's the same. You know, people work within traditions. So it's just a different way of thinking about individualism. And um, in some ways it's 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 quite a sophisticated way because it, it holds in balance who you are today based on not just you know, the things that you've experienced in your short life, but also that whole family history and place um, that moulds us. And I think, you know, people in Virginia particularly are very uh, acutely aware of those kinds of things. People here love to um, track their connections back to places two, three, four hundred years. But here we're talking about Manjuri and his family having a continuous connection to a place that stretches back 50,000 years. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. That's a great thing to have on a T-shirt, right? Because <laughs> right, you're not putting a picture of a shark, but you're actually putting the very essence of this ancestor. You're putting, you're putting all of the elemental power of the earth onto your body. And back in the... Um, olden days when when somebody died they would have painted these designs layered in the landscape on a hollow log coffin to guide the spirit of the deceased um, to their ancestral homelands today when a young boy is initiated he'll have those designs painted on his chest and the important thing is that he's not painting a picture of mana it's not like makeup right it's not like halloween where you'd go and paint yourself up to look like Frankenstein and disguise who you are. What you're doing is is painting this ancestral essence that's deep inside of you. It's not about covering your outer self, but it's about revealing revealing your inner ancestral essence, your connection to the land and the places. And so we talk about wearable art. I mean, amazing to think that you can be wearing a t-shirt that's revealing who you are on the inside. Find out more at kluge-ru.org. Aboriginal Art in America is a production of the University of Virginia and a member of the Virginia Audio Collective. Listen and subscribe at virginiaaudio.org. <laughs>